This is Wanda Ellett. The following is a podcast of Your Career is Calling. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast and to listen live to Your Career is Calling Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. on Ryder University's 1077 The Bronx, online at 1077thebronc.com, or via our free Android and iPhone apps. Search and download WRRC1. That's W like Wanda, R like RR like Robert, C like Charlie, the number one. I hope you enjoy this week's edition of Your Career is Calling. Your career is calling. Wanda Ellett is here to make sure you're on the road to success to your dream job. With Your Career is Calling, get the empowerment and tips you need to get going in the tough business world. Your Career is Calling is underwritten by G45 Consulting, Harwell Express Press in Lawrenceville, and Career Development and Success at Ride University. Next job is on the other end, so let's get to this week's edition of Your Career is Calling. Good morning. You are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett live in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station 1077 The Bronx and online at 1077thebronc.com. Proudly ranked the best college radio station in New Jersey per New Jersey Broadcasters Association. Your Career is Calling is the first radio show of its kind helping both students and seasoned professionals to manage their careers as a business. The CEO of Me, Inc. I am here for the next hour and very eager to take your calls at 877-900-1077. Again, that's 877-900-1077. Behind the glass today, producing our show are Ryder University's interns, Ricky Marin and Eric Weinstein. And today, I am very excited. I am just like... I recently met this this wonderful lady um, at a networking event, actually. It was uh, for social media at Sobel and & Company. And... Um, she is representing a fantastic organization. Uh, it's Kate Lee, and um, she is from New Jersey Coalition Against Human Trafficking. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm very, very excited to have you here with me and to share the story, your story and the story of New Jersey Coalition Against Human Trafficking. Um And um, if this is your first time listening to the show, previously what we would do on the show is each month we would have a high-level topic and we would dive down into it. Like uh, we would talk about networking, uh, interviewing, resumes, all these different things. And this year what we've tried to do is we've taken what we call 52, hashtag 52 stories or 52 career lessons. And uh, each week we have somebody come on and share their career lesson and their biggest career lesson and their story. And hopefully it inspires you to, you know, look in your, you know, in, in look in your own career and, and maybe, you know, look at that. Have you learned that same lesson or maybe inspire you to overcome an obstacle? So let's get to it today. So Kate, I'm going to start right out of the gate. If you would share a, a little bit about yourself first, and then we'll go into what's your biggest career lesson. Right. Uh, well, you can probably tell from the accent that I'm not a native New Jerseyan. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but I've lived here for 20 years. Um, but uh, my career began in, in London um, and I worked for BBC Radio News and Current Affairs. Wow. And um, I tried lots of different things within the BBC and that's going to be part of my career lesson today. But uh, after the the BBC in London, I moved to Japan for two years and worked for the public service broadcaster there. Now, was it your career that was driving the moves or your husband's career? Well, yeah, unfortunately it was my husband's career. um, So it did mean that I had to uh, make the right painful and I think I haven't quite gotten over it in 20 years decision. Um, But I'm going to 
cut right to it. My, my career lesson is to stay curious. That's and, cool. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. But stay curious in, in your career. I mean, obviously, in journalism, you are naturally curious, but you can be curious about the stories you do, but you can also be curious because there's an opportunity to work on another programme. Yeah. Um, so within the BBC in London, there were constant opportunities and I would take anything and everything that came my way. That meant I would move from my very nice, it was seven till six, four day a week job, um, wow. or daily programming, which was like two live programmes a day. And then I did one that was first thing in the morning, which meant a 13 hour night shift, which at the very end of it, you were going and doing what Ricky's doing. um, (laughs) And you had to hit a lot of times and you had to be good at math very early in the morning. So I I wanted to learn that. I I wanted to go into the parliamentary division and I did a a stint there. Uh, Every chance I had to go abroad, I would go off and try. I mean, I've tried to do live broadcasting out of the Philippines when there was no internet. Um, This is, you know, so figuring out how to plug things and not have a technician with me. Um, And so, you know, the biggest experience of curiosity was um, going and doing TV. Um, So for people who are in broadcasting, if you've always been in radio, you kind of have a little bit of a, not disdain, but kind of like it's them and us with the yeah, radio yeah, TV yeah. thing. I even see it here in the yeah. university. Like they pick pick a lane, pick a lane. But I say no, don't pick a lane. Well, <laughs> no, in journalism, you know, it's you know, in radio, you feel so free to tell the story just as a story. You don't yeah. feel constrained by anything. Uh, in TV, of course, you have to have some imagery and yeah. pictures, and that's the disdain was there. But when I went and um, did my stint working at BBC TV News, I realised, you know, you have to learn a whole new set of skills. You have to learn to be visual. You can tell your story if you can come up with a great idea of yeah. a great graphic or a great shot. So, yes, you do have to have pictures. It's, I guess it's a different, in, 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 in listening to you, it sounds like, you know, I never thought about it, but I guess it's a different art, artistry. Absolutely. You know, because when you're on the radio, it's it's you're telling us you're painting a story with your words. It's so funny you say the word painting because I've always thought of it like that. Yeah. And I've always thought about, um, you know, with radio, the challenge you've got is you've got one time to say you can't. It's not a newspaper. Yeah. People can't reread. <laughs> you can't reread the paragraph. Right. So if you are not clear uh. about how you convey that information the first time you said it, you, you've lost it. So it's kind of painting. But in sort of primary colours, maybe. You're having yeah. to do it in a very bold, clear way, but you're still trying to draw this sometimes complicated picture. And yeah. and I love the fact in radio you really can go down and you can really spend time with a guest and yeah. really find out more about it. But in TV, you know, attention span, it's, it's harder to, yeah, to yeah, spend yeah. time on something yeah, like that. Because sometimes I think I watch, you know, like some different shows like and try to get different ideas on how to make this show more impactful. And it's interesting because like a lot of these shows, like these things, they just have little blips of people, like three minutes and and what they say in three minutes and what's conveyed in three minutes. And I sit here with somebody for an hour. You know, and and but it's fun because, like you're saying, we get to do a deep dive. Absolutely, and and and, and really, you know, I relish this time, you know, that I have with each guest because I love hearing the stories. I just love it, and and yours is just like fascinating. You know, <laughs> like you, you know, here you are across the pond. You know, Eden. so so here you come into this. You know, you I guess you you would come here. You said 20 years ago. That's right. And so then, what happened? 
Well, um, we found that um, I wasn't allowed to work. Uh, I had a, and it was my husband's job and the visa followed his job and I was just a dependent and it didn't allow me to work. I'd been able to work in Japan and I'd had a wonderful time um, there uh, actually doing news reading, which was fun. Um, But, uh, you know, here I couldn't. So I, uh, you know, I I had a, a young family anyway, so I didn't have a lot of flexible time. I certainly couldn't throw myself into a new career full time. Yeah. Um, so I decided to go into the volunteer sector. and Which is brilliant. Yeah, that's really, uh, uh, you know, we, one of the things we've talked about in the past is like, you know, if you're in transition and, and you know, you, you need to step away from the computer. You can't just keep pumping out resumes. If you're in, you know, get away from just the computer and being in the black hole, get out there, volunteer. And then in line with your lesson, stay curious and, and, you know, be curious about your passions, like what ins- excites you and, and it gives you an opportunity to explore. So going after, you know, volunteering that is, is, you know, even though you're not getting paid, there's still lessons, there's joy, there's, it just, the the gifts you get, you don't know. Well, absolutely. And I found, you know, the places that it stuck for me were, you know, I started my volunteer work in the junior league mm-hmm. and the junior league's mission, it, it's women trained leaders. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. training is like, yeah, it's fascinating. We it's not just about working in the community, which is a huge part of what we do yeah. and what we love to do, but it is about making yourself a better leader yeah. so that you can do a better job in the community. Yeah. You know, if, if you've talked to any other nonprofits, whenever they've been working with the junior league on something, it's super well organized. Why yeah. is that? Because we've, we've been trained. Yeah. And, the, and the junior league is, is it's, I guess it's been around for many years. Oh, well over a hundred years. So yeah. I was actually the, my chapter president, well, we don't call it a chapter really, but it's at my local league is, is the Oranges and Short Hills. Yeah. And we had our hundredth anniversary wow. in 2013. But as a whole, the organization's bit was founded in 1901. Yeah. So, um, well over a hundred, 117 years now. Wow. So, yeah. And it's just like, and it, it's exciting too, because many, many major women leaders have, are part of the junior league. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, we see people who come to the Junior League, actually more than 75% of the Junior League volunteers are working women um, who do this to add. Add that, you know, if maybe your job doesn't lend to um, natural sort of growth and development, mm-hmm. maybe it's just something you're going to do. It's You're a lawyer and you're just going to do the same thing. Um, but uh, in the Junior League, you've got this constant ability. And particularly in New Jersey, all our leagues, we have eight leagues, they're all fairly small. That means yeah. the leadership opportunities are there for everybody. So if you're willing to put in the time to learn what it's about, then you've got these opportunities to grow and understand all parts of a nonprofit. Um, so you could go into nonprofit management very easily because you've understood it takes, you know, good fundraising, it takes good community work, it, it takes good financial responsibility. You have to have all the pieces um, to really make it, to, you know, And it's well. exciting because like it's, it gives you, that was one of the things too, like especially through this, uh, you know, change in the economic landscape, you know, I've always encouraged people, volunteer, get out and volunteer because you don't know, you know, A, you can get skills that you're lacking in your current skill set. You know, many people, you know, like our age, it's kind of like social media. Like, how can I get exposure to say that I've done any kind of social media for an organization? And, and that's ripe opportunity, you know, and like you're saying, if you want to do management, then you could say, well, you know, I've been in transition and it it helps you to fill the gaps of the time that you're in transition. And, you know, it's, 
real things. Plus, you network. And, and the network, the people you've been exposed to, I'm sure, within the junior league. Unbelievable people. And because... I sort of gravitated fairly quickly into this statewide group that is a legislative advocacy group. It's the <laughs> State Public Affairs Committee. Again, all the eight leagues working together. And with your and, politics. Yeah, yeah, we will. But, you know, so the, but my politics background, that's <laughs> what I studied at college. Um, it was a natural fit. And it, it's, a, it's a really wonderful place to be because it's nonpartisan. Yeah. It's working across the aisle. But it's working and changing legislation for those that can't necessarily speak for themselves. Yeah. The junior league focuses on women and children. So issues that would affect them, but maybe they don't have a voice easily to affect that change. Um, and and that's, of course, how I then gravitated. Yeah, that's so how we get over yeah. it. To, how do we connect the dots into the New Jersey the Coalition? Right. Well, so actually, I, I, you know, I'm very, very comfortable here at Ryder because um, it was at Ryder that my journey began, really. Wow. Um, surprisingly, um, I just joined this group, the State Public Affairs Committee, and they had just started looking into the issue of human trafficking and then participated and partnered with other incredible organisations and state bodies to put on a conference here at Ryder, the first conference on human trafficking wow. um, in 2006. And it was just an eye-opening experience. And so then, um, you know, other organisations, they'd done that one thing, they then moved on and they felt that they'd sort of seeded people's knowledge. And we had, we were, you know, tasked with taking that seed, growing it. So then we ourselves... That must have been exciting. All of it must be exciting and, and really enriching and you feel like you're doing something, even like the most menial of tasks, that you're doing something to further, you know, so I, I can't even avert, like articulate, like you're, you're, you're helping people on such a, a, an amazing level and in such a, like a, a scary. Absolutely. And, and, you know, human trafficking is, you know, it, it's modern day slavery. And I think um, although it's been around constantly you know slavery might have been abolished but human trafficking has always happened it hasn't been called that though right it's there's been laws about forced labor there's been laws about in, you know involuntary servitude but it was only in 2000 that that phrase that term human trafficking was coined at a federal level it was uh, you know actually you know cases kept coming forward that couldn't be proven because the laws weren't quite written in the right way so then and sometimes they protect they try and, and this is like disgusting to me but you know here you are there's a, a a situation where they you know they look at the rights of the the the, the criminal that can happen or well, sometimes they just haven't quite you know seen all the various scenarios and you know I, I would say number one um, in New Jersey what's so exciting and has remained exciting for me is that we've got a full-time legislature I mean mm -hmm. not full-time is that they're working full-time but they work all year mm -hmm. and these um, incredible people and actually I, I think I love pretty much every member of our the New Jersey. it's a weird thing to say right what a blessing I know both, I mean amazing uh, individuals who give so much of their time and they go twice a week down to Trenton and wow. um, you know they really do care about an awful lot of things I know sometimes it's just the headlines of yeah, you the know blah, blah, blah. And, and, but really you know the focus so much on 
um, how to make New Jersey the best place it can be. And it's not about how it costs money. It's about how we just have to write our laws in a way that we are protecting the right people and punishing the right people. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it still takes a lot of work. And I think one of my sort of career highs was working collaboratively. We did a, a conference, you know, about New Jersey's problem with human trafficking back in 2009. And that was at another college. That was at Kane oh. University. Um, but we then um, worked together with the Attorney General's office and started crafting a piece of legislation which was really comprehensive really? for New Jersey. And that got passed thanks to the work of Assemblywoman Huttle up in Bergen County. And uh, it got passed in 2013. And it's, it's really a landmark piece of legislation that's truly... Um, you know, punish the people that should be punished. So it's a 20-year in jail term and it's really? a $25,000 fine for trafficking. It's it's The problem is it's still quite a hard crime to prove mm. um, because with human trafficking, the key definitions here are that um, it involves force, fraud and or coercion. Um, and for Wait, the force, fraud? Or coercion. Okay. And for the purposes of forced labour, or sexual exploitation. Wow. But, but so so coercion is probably one of the hardest things to prove. And it does require that a survivor um, share what's happened to them. And of course, if you... And I would imagine too, like sometimes um, some people that have been the victims of human trafficking are strong women. Right. But they may be in a vulnerable situation and that may be the detriment to prove the case because it was like, how could you be coerced? You're, you know, this, 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 you're a smart woman, you're this, you're, you know what I mean? And all these wonderful things, but it may be, you know, found well, incredulous. Th- that's, that's definitely true. But I think that I think more maybe typically what you're going to find is that the people who have been trafficked and it's it's boys and girls, men yeah. and women, it's labor and sex trafficking in New Jersey. I would say sex trafficking is 80 percent of the problem here in, in New Jersey. And of those. Wow. Over, well over 80 percent are U.S. citizens. We're not talking really? about. For, yeah, we're not talking about foreign victims brought in. That happens also. But 80 percent. 80 percent. What's the age ranges? Oh, well, of the age ranges of the uh, those who've been uh, worked on by our state provider, which is the Dreamcatcher program. And I, I don't want to shock your listeners, but it's uh, ranging in age from 10 to 75. Wow. 10 to 75. Yeah, I know. It's it still, I mean, I st- talk about staying curious. I still learn every day about this topic. And it's still 10 to 75. 10 to 75. It still so it could be me. anybody, like even people, I guess people that are victim, like they're, they're suffering from mental illness oh, well, or I, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm thinking elder, you know, absolutely. I mean, Alzheimer's. To- oh my totally. God. In fact, it's interesting you say that because, um, we just grew, as a coalition, we just, oh, um, joined a national, um, working group on human trafficking and disability. Mm. And of course, um, you know, we forget that disability Issues were actually what sparked that creation of that very first law in 2000. Yeah. Because people then that was a foreign a group of foreign um, people from from Mexico. They were deaf and they were being forced to beg on the New York subway. Um, and but the laws weren't adequate to um, you know give them restitution to punish those who were trafficking them and to also give them protections in the state. So lots of laws changed. But generally speaking, here in New Jersey, you are seeing. Um, kind of young. I mean, they, the typical age could be your young teenager. 
Wow. And uh, it's because they're vulnerable. And it's so strong women, yes, but it's actually those who are less likely to be believed, less likely. Well, that's the thing, that they're incredulous. And it makes you put them on the stand and it's just like, how could that be? How could that be? You know what I mean? And you have these jackass, excuse my French, but these jackass guys who are like, you know, sitting on the judges panel and, you know, and even some of the women, you know, they're like, you know, and they're making the decisions and they're, you know, determining whether or not this person is a criminal and it's just I understand it's a court of, of yeah, equity but it, it, you know ugh. well that's, that's why it, ugh, it's, it's so important me. for those that can speak and be the voice of the voiceless be to the speak advocate. up for you know maybe a teenage runaway is not the most sympathetic you know person on a stand they're, they're usually hurting deeply why did they yeah, run away in the they, first yeah. place right it's what? not because everything was was you know right. sugar and you know fairies and everything and sugar plums and fairies Absolutely. And life wasn't hunky-dory at home but that know? doesn't mean they have any less right, right to be heard and believed um and you know i think we as a society sometimes we we make a lot of assumptions quickly and yeah. we don't understand the trauma to start with we don't understand the trauma of sexual assault yeah um we we know you often hear um people I hate say to do this but I, oh, I, go, I, go. Like, like, I i'm just like we could sit here and talk the whole hour <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to your career is calling this is wanda ellett with the amazing Kately, and we are live in the killarney public house studio at Ryder university's radio station 1077 the bronc and online at 1077 the we are taking your calls at 877-900-1077. Again, that's 877-900-1077. And Kate has been so gracious to share her uh, life lesson of uh, stay curious. And she is a representative from New Jersey uh, Coalition Against Human Trafficking. And we will be right back after a very short break. Will you please let me have Alexander 4444. Line is busy. We're back. And you don't need an operator to get your career on the road to success. All you need is Wanda Ellett. Now let's go on the other line with your career's calling. And we're back. Uh, this is Wanda Ellett uh, of Your Career is Calling, and I'm sitting with the lovely Kate Lee from New Jersey Coalition Against Human Trafficking. And we have been sharing her uh, career lesson of Stay Curious, and she's had a fantastic career. And, um, you know, coming here to the U.S., she because of her visa, she was unable to uh, work and started to, to volunteer. She volunteered initially with uh, the Junior League um, in... Was it the West Orange? It's area? the Orange, Orange and Shore Hills. Yeah, the oldest league in the state. Wow! Yep. And then she ended up um, through the co- through that to to volunteer into um, the New Jersey Coalition Against Human Trafficking. And we've been discussing the topic of human trafficking um, and the shocking. She gave us the shocking statistic of um, it could be people, you know, men, women, children, ages ten to seventy five. Well, in New Jersey, in that's New Jersey. the proven statistic. Unfortunately. I mean, you know, human trafficking is one of the hardest uh, crimes to discover. It's it's hard to get statistics on it. I mean, across the country, we hear of horrible cases of really incredibly young children being trafficked. Um, so, of course, that that number is is a lot small, a lot younger. Um, but in New Jersey, the actual cases 
um, run by our statewide provider have ranged from that age. That's actual people. But of course, there's so many more who are undetected. And, you know, frankly, the opioid epidemic has in some ways. Yeah, fueled, I was wondering mm, about that, too. I meant to ask you and we were talking more about things during the break. But like one of the things I wanted to ask you, and I'm glad you brought it up, was um, like, uh, especially I guess that would lend uh, less credibility too for somebody or are, are many, are many of these people. Is there a large statistic that are, you know, victims of drug abuse and, you know, you know, they're they're drug addicts? Well, so there's, t- there's two ways of looking at it. Obviously, um, traffickers will want to get their um, victims uh, addicted because that's a way of controlling them mm. so that you get uh, people who are, are made addicted because people, somebody wants to control, control them, them and make money out of them. But money is the key here. So if you are um, unfortunately already addicted and money is what you're looking for because you have to feed your addiction and, and your brain is not functioning the way it should because the, the, the drugs have affected its, mm-hmm. its sort of balance, then you do, you're not making good decisions about what you're eating or drinking, um, but you're also um, making really poor decisions about how you're raising your family. And we do see across the country that... Um, addicts will traffic their own kids oh my god because they're not thinking straight and i mean it this addiction is is really so i mean the junior league also actually does a lot of work on this this crisis um but we really do have to understand that you're not talking to somebody that's thinking the same way their brain has been rewired by these opioids so well they've been rewired by the opiates and then now they're uh, rewired by the the controller by their, well, their trafficker. So then those who have been made addicted or have been addicted and then are being controlled by a trafficker, of course, they um, they stop thinking about what's what they want to do. And, and you know, again, I think one of the me- things I mentioned is um, trying to be sympathetic on the, the stand. Somebody doesn't always know even that they've been victimised. They don't even know that... Um, what they've done is something that's awful to them because their trafficker will at first try to tell them, you made a choice. Mm-hmm. You made a choice. I, I made you love me. Um, and now you're going to do anything for me. But you cho- chose this life of maybe it's prostitution because that's, as I say, the 80 percent in the state. Really? Uh, and so it's your choice to do that. Um, so it's your fault. It's on you. Yeah, it's always your fault. You right. know what I mean? With the victims of, of being in any kind of situation like that it's always their fault and and that's they're manipulated and that makes it harder for them to seek seek help that's disgusting and it's just you know i i I, now have you been has there been great success in 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 capturing um some of the traffickers absolutely since those these new laws in 2013 passed when the state agencies could prosecute they've had incredible successes so uh, we feel very honored that prosecutors around the state have really been working incredibly hard it's a very hard work to prosecute trafficking it's difficult to prove but they have done incredible work and uh you know in new jersey we should feel very proud of our law enforcement uh, for both seeking out and prosecuting now did they come back and they share with you like oh we work all the time we want to have their stories we want we yeah 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 that's what i'm saying because then that even if it trickles down to some of the volunteers to know this is what your you know our mission and we are we are working towards our mission and we are achieving this, and having this success. work is hand in hand you know? it's government community yeah and we are there to try to make everyone in the community feel that they could play a part in this work and and just you know create a safer, better place for for you know, the community at large. Uh, you are listening to your career is calling. This is Wanda Ellett, and um, 
We are live in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. We are taking your calls at 877-900-1077. Again, that's 877-900-1077. And Kate Lee is from the New Jersey Coalition Against Human Trafficking, and she has been sharing some great insight into her career lesson and into the organization. Um, her lesson is stay curious, and we will be right back after a short break. Hello, operator. Would you please let me have Alexander 4444? Line is busy. We're back. And you don't need an operator to get your career on the road to success. All you need is Wanda Ellett. Now let's go on the other line with your career's calling. Back. I'm sorry for laughing. This is live in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. Today I am here with the amazing Kate Lee, and she has been sharing some fantastic insight into her career lesson of Stay Curious. She is a representative of New Jersey Coalition Against Human Trafficking. We are taking your calls at 877-900-1077. Again, that's 877-900-1077. But before we continue our conversation we have our producer uh ricky marin with his segment finding your future are you feeling confused about your career or feeling stuck and unsure of which job is right for you let our producer help you your career is calling presents find your future our producer is going to help make your career journey a little brighter every week by providing you with available job listings including how to apply and contact our featured employers plus other tips on how you can better your career path finding your future is underwritten in part by Ryder university's office of career services our role in your education is to prepare you for your career for more information online it's rider.edu forward slash career services now here's our producer with finding your future Republic Defenders provide indigent individuals charged with criminal or serious motor vehicle charges with free or limited cost legal defense. The Metuchen, New Jersey Public Defender Volunteer Internships are now available for college students and recent graduates of 2018. They invite students interested in attending law school or a career in law enforcement to apply to serve as volunteer interns. Volunteer law clerk interns will attend Wednesday evening and occasional Friday morning court sessions. To apply to the position, you can log on to your handshake or you can email them at Verka M M in Law at NJLaws.com. That's V E R C A M M E N L A W at NJLaws.com. That concludes this week's segment of Finding Your Future. Finding Your Future is underwritten in part by Ryder University's Office of Career Services. Our role in your education is to prepare you for your career. For more information online, it's rider.edu forward slash career services. Our producer will be back next Sunday with more job listings and special tips to help you get further with your career. Exclusively on Your Career is Calling on 1077 The Bronx. Yay, Ricky. <laughs> Excellent job. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we've been sitting with Kate Lee, and she is just amazing. Um, it's been really fascinating hearing your career and everything about the organization. And let's talk a little bit more about New Jersey Coalition Against Human Trafficking. Um, you know, tell us a little bit more about what they're doing and, and some of the involvement and how people can get involved, too. Right. Well, so the, the coalition began in 2011, and that's when the Junior League joined in, and, and we, we were involved as a Junior League in forming the coalition. Um, but in 2016, it became a non-profit organization. So that's really allowed us to grow. And we've grown by um, offering professionals and interest groups the opportunity to really take control of their own um, work, messaging and so on. So we've got these incredible committees such as education, if you're a teacher, 
or an educator in any way, you can be on that committee, which also has an internship program as part of it and a scholarship program, I would add, uh, for those students listening, um, if you've been doing work on on human rights. Um, And we've also got a healthcare committee because healthcare individuals are critical um, in seeing victims of human trafficking. Human trafficking victims will be being trafficked but still have to go to hospital if they've been beaten up, which is very, you know, common. Um, So we need healthcare professionals. And even the addiction and the mental And also being able to put all the pieces together and understand people who understand complex trauma and understand that somebody isn't necessarily going to say, hey, I'm a victim. They're never going to say that, but they might give Especially, I think, with that mental abuse, you know, they're just never going to admit it. And plus, they would still want to protect their their abuser. Well, of course, because it's Stockholm Syndrome for so many. Somebody's been made to feel that they've been in love with someone and therefore they will protect them. They will go back to them, even though they're abusing them. Mm. um, And then they won't disclose. But if there are some clues that healthcare providers can look for and our team of of people who represent amazing health group. I mean, we've got people from Atlantic Health, RJW Barnabas, um, American Academy of Pediatrics are all leading this group. Um, so it's these are really great groups. We've got our legislative committee that uh, m- myself and other legislative advocates, that's a, yeah. you know, and all these committees are like 40, 50 strong. These are not small committees. These right. are a lot of groups. Uh, we've also got this great uh, group that looks into the things we buy and how they could have been made by slaves or drink. Like, I mean, what do you the, mean by that? Well, like, the things like the... are cotton that we wear. Cotton could have been uh, made by child slave, child labor or slavery around the world. So you can actually, you know, on our website, you can go and, and check out what things you shouldn't be buying. Um, Is it like, specific products that are listed? It's certain, it's certain like raw materials and then you can check. So if you look at the label on your T-shirt, which country does it come from? And mm. does that country have slave cotton, for example? Or if it's, if it's coffee, you know, make the choice to go fair trade. You know that that's going to be fair wages and not slave labor. So we can make those choices every day. Yeah. And that's something you can do, like even to get involved, like, you know, like a passive type of involvement, like your small, you know, conscious decision can impact, you know, absolutely. It's amazing. I mean, the purchasing power of the American public is vast, as we know. But if people are curious about this, um, here it is. Stay curious. curious. (laughs) But if you're curious, we've got this incredible Uh, event happening at another university at Seton Hall on the 20th of September, which is going to be live streamed. So and that's available on your website. Well, you can go onto our Facebook page uh, to watch that. It will be live streamed via Seton Hall, but you can get at it through our Facebook page and human trafficking um, and then just obviously start liking us but uh, go on our website our website's got every Thing that anyone can do right now and everything you can learn you can even download a community awareness toolkit on our website yeah that was one of the things we talked about during the break like what was the thing you could you know if you want to stay curious it's, it's something you could make it like a quick impact and spread the word well so the greatest i mean we've got so many things you can do but uh, one of the most impactful things that if you're in a community and you want you're hearing this and you're thinking what can i really do i don't feel like i want to join a committee right now i don't have a lot of time to give but I really want my local networks to understand you can go on our website and you can request a speaker you we will send volunteer speakers to anywhere in New Jersey and you can have them come talk to you 
your community and, and educate them because the best thing we can do is raise awareness because the, once somebody's been trafficked, the, it, the, you know, the amount of healing that is required is vast. Mm. The thing that we can do in New Jersey is to prevent this. Right. And so we need to educate everybody about what it, what it looks like. Um, we need to protect and our young be, people. Like we talked about this before the start of the show, like some of the myths. You know, can we talk a little bit about that sure. too? Like some of the myths, because like even last night, you know, I was at dinner and, um, you know, w- one of my friends, he was saying, you know, he was shocked. Like it sent ice through his veins because he was visiting with, with a friend who's a father and he was saying how his, you know, the daughter was going out, you know, to the mall or going something for, you know, and he's like, don't get trafficked. Right. I think there are some, you know, people. But it was shocking. Like we were, you know, and then the conversation was like, that didn't happen when we were kids. Like we didn't even talk about that. You know, know? unfortunately it probably did, but you know. It did, but we were like, we didn't even like, you know. We didn't call it that. The very fact that somebody can talk about it and know about it, even if it's not necessarily absolutely typical. I think when there's a lot of scare stories out there about there are people in the malls who are going to grab you and put you in a truck. That's actually just like a, a not, not really I don't think that's ever happened. There's been no calls to law enforcement to prove that. What's far more common, however, is a young person who doesn't have great self-esteem could be walking through a mall on their own. And then some guy, some good looking guy comes up to him and says, hey, you've got beautiful eyes. Now, if she says, oh, thank you, that guy's going to walk on by. She's got, you know, plenty of self-esteem and that's not going to be somebody he can manipulate. If that girl, or it could be young boy, if it's somebody that they want to capture or even coerce. just saying hey they you know say, i want to you know like take well, your picture or something but like if that, they or say they say? firstly if they say oh no i don't have beautiful eyes no i don't and look down and look away that's somebody you want to go after that's somebody that is vulnerable and feels little about themselves and could be boyfriended they could then buy them gifts and then say i love you and that might be the first time that that person right. feels loved really feels loved um, they may be disaffected from their family. They may have been having rows. And that happens a lot when you're a young teenager and someone else comes along and says how much they love you. It's very powerful. And then they can get you to do what they want to, you to do. And, you know, you're going to feel trapped by mental chains. That's actually far more likely than physical chains or somebody mm. throwing and you in the back I think it's more abusive. Van. It's more ripe for abuse. And also it, 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 it's very hard to recover from it because your your brain has been, you've been, you know, made to think of something. You've been made to feel pa- this powerful love and then someone tr- else is trying to tell you, no, that's not real. You oftentimes reject that. They say, no, I, I do love this person. And you know though- how you feel. But you can't imagine that you would feel this for somebody that would want to hurt you or that would want to harm you. And, you know, unfortunately, the most vulnerable in our society are the ones most likely to be trafficked, those who are homeless, runaway, those who have disabilities. Um, It could be LGBTQ. These are the vulnerable in our society. Young is vulnerable. And that's the greatest. That's the lion's share. Absolutely. Young. Yeah. And then they're being, you know, like, but of course, prosti- we, like you're saying, prostitution. There's that, but of there's, course, there is labor trafficking happening in our, uh, on our farms, in hotels, in restaurants. In hotels, really? Yes. Well, we have, in hotels, you get two kinds of human trafficking. You get those working in hotels um, who maybe those will be more likely to be foreign nationals who don't have papers. Oh. Um, and then there's also going to be people who are being trafficked 
through uh, sexual exploitation in hotel rooms. And we actually have a great programme people can get involved with every year called the Soap Project, where we bring soap bars labelled with the National Human Trafficking Hotline into hotels and motels to try to make people aware. But it's not just for those in the rooms, it's also for those working in the hotels. Wow. That's amazing. We could sit here and talk all day. I know I'm getting in trouble, getting a little signal here. Because <laughs> I could sit here and talk all day. Uh, you are listening to Your Career is Calling. This is Wanda Ellett with the amazing Kate Lee. We are live in the Killarney Public House studio at Ryder University's radio station, 1077 The Bronx, and online at 1077thebronc.com. We are taking your calls at 877-900-1077. Again, that's 877-900-1077. And Kate has been sharing some great information on her career level lesson of uh, Stay Curious, as well as her, uh, she represents the organization New Jersey Coalition Against Human Trafficking. We'll be right back after a short break. Hello, operator. Will you please let me have Alexander 4444? Line is busy. We're back. And you don't need an operator to get your career on the road to success. All you need is Wanda Ellett. Now let's go on the other line with Your Career's Calling. And we're back. I can't believe it's the end of the show. This was like super, super fast. And my head is spinning from all like I am just blown away. You know, I, 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 I we only scratch. We didn't even scratch anything. Like we just like a, like we just it was just like a light. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. I, I talk about stay Volumes. curious. I mean, I learn something new pretty much every day. Uh, learning about the interconnection of disability and human trafficking has led me to want to, we're going to do our event in, in Middlesex County in November, November 15th, will be on disability and human trafficking. As I say, we've got this event in, in on the 20th of September. Um, we've got an And open, that's on, so wait, September 20th we have... September 20th is human tra- modern slavery in our lives. Mm-hmm. Things we buy, the things that we touch, the thing, you know, that's going to be the live stream event at Seton Hall University. And that's University. on your Facebook page. It's on our Facebook page, but but go on our website and you could register there and you can find out more. It's from 2 to 4.30 at Seton Hall and you can attend for free or you can watch the live stream on our Facebook page. Um, You know, in October, we'll have other events. Um, We've got, we have our... uh, sort of twice a year we'll do a orientation for people who want to get involved that'll be up in Whippany and you can That's come good. along and just learn about the committees a little bit again find out that about that on our website www.njhumantrafficking.org um, but then we've you know exciting we've also got our internship program uh, that we run concurrently with January the worst month of the year to have your national event your, your monthly event which is human trafficking prevention month it's national and it's state Statewide. But it also happens if you're college students, you'll know oftentimes you're winter break. So yeah. we combine a three week internship for a team of 15 to do something exciting. And this year they're going to be creating an event for Facebook Live for January 11th, which is Human Trafficking Awareness Day. Wow. So it will be a great thing. So it's, it's live on our internship page on our website. It's live. You can take applications. I would say last year we got 105 applications for 15 slots. It was a lot of work to, wow. um, you know, whittle it down to to those who are most interested. And Any really insider wanted. tips on, like, how to get selected? <laughs> you know, again, just just show yeah. some some commitment answer with well, four questions to answer um yeah. that just talk about your your commitment your curiosity perhaps um but also just your passion and if those come through in those four questions that's going to mean you'll get selected wow 
And can they mention, can they connect to you and reach out to you? They could absolutely <laughs> do that. Just You could always get to me at yeah. info um, at njhumantrafficking.org. Oh, so you manage that? No, I don't, oh. but it will be forwarded to me. <laughs> I couldn't do all that, no. We have nearly 200 people on, on all our different committees. There are so many committees working. Um, I certainly, I, I'm just trying to oil the wheels for them, but we've got a great team of people who do our communications and do our emailing and, and so on, so, um, and, and our social media, and not me i'm not very good at that but i can uh, you are so it. humble you are so humble i have to tell people that she is just amazing and so humble she you know it was kind of like oh i'll get somebody else to speak and i think you've done a phenomenal job in representing and sharing information on your organization and and do, do you have last bits of wisdom um, just, just if you're sitting at home and or sitting anywhere and you just want to learn more, go on our website. But also do one thing today, one more thing, and that's put in your phone this number, which is 888-3737-888. It's the National Human Trafficking Hotline. And there's a text line, which is be free. Um, so wow. put those numbers. And if you see something that doesn't look right to you, call that number or text that number. Like what kinds of things, you know? You know, you're in a nail salon and all the people in the nail salon are from the same place. And maybe you've even seen them arrive together in a van um, and they're not really telling you very much about themselves. And they don't seem to make eye contact and they, they you know, you feel that they're being coerced. Or watched. Or that, just that could be it. Managed. I mean, it could be the nail salon. It, it could be, you know, we had a case about 10 years ago, hair braiding in Newark, where kids as young as 10 were being trafficked from West Africa. They were hair braiding, you know, seven days a week and constantly telling their clients they were 18. And when <gasps> you've been having your hair braided for three years and the person's still 18, suddenly the penny drops, something's going wrong here. Um, and, and that was a, a case which um, luckily there was restitution to those uh, victims. So, so many, though. Oh, my God, my heart is breaking more. I'm like, oh, yeah, my God. $4.9 million um, was estimated to have been oh. stolen from them uh, doing hair braiding for five or more years, um, but being trafficked. Oh. Heartbreaking. So, yeah, it's all around us. Um, and, you know, when Lord. So, if you see something, say something. That's Just absolute... like with the Port Authority, and you know, see something, say something. And even, like, should you, like, is there any kind of, you know, can you get in trouble for something? No. Like, you no, know what I mean? Like, you can't get in trouble for, for you know, for, yeah, saying, we, you know oh, we've got great, oh, great resources on our website. So, we've got these red flags that, um, you know, you can look at and see, okay, what, are, what am I really looking at here? If you're really not sure and you're thinking, I think I know something, but I want to know more. Again, the website's got everything. That community awareness toolkit, it's got PSAs, it's got books to read, it's got films to watch. Again, another great thing you could do today, there's a, an amazing film called I Am Jane Doe. It's available on Netflix, it's on iTunes. It tells the story of, of young girls who were trafficked um, around America and then they were sold online. Um, and then oh they, were trying to, they were trying to... Get rested. They were trying to stop themselves being sold once they'd been rescued, and they were trying to to stop the online sellers from from being able to sell more girls because young people were being sold online and being sold, as I say, like pizza. Um, it was too easy. Um, but the 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 move the the film really chronicles a sort of three year journey um, of of all these oh. victims to trying to take to court. The one bad actor in this, which was Backpage.com, and um, they tried 
again and again and again, but unsuccessfully. If you watch the film, it, it doesn't have, I'm going to tell you now, spoiler alert, it doesn't have a happy ending, but there has been a better ending because this past year we worked on some federal legislation together with other organisations around the country to change this shield that these bad actors were hiding behind, uh, which was Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. And we made a small amendment that says, really, if you're sex trafficking kids, that's not okay. If you're sex, if you're, you know, really working to help the traffickers by helping them manipulate their ads... That's not okay. So now, in fact, back page is closed down. The law wow. passed. It was signed into law in April. Um, and it's great news. Of course, people are still trying to find a back way to stop happen- that happening and see how they can undermine that change of legislation because the internet says it's yeah. like a crack in our perfect freedom. Well, really, it was just not freedom for young people. And so I, th- I feel very proud that our team was part of helping to get that passed. And then, of course, we spend a lot of our time with state legislation. So you can wow. look at our advocacy page and see what we're up to. And Just amazing. There's so much to do. Oh, look I, at our website. Uh, have time God. on that. And, um, you know, everyone can do something. Yeah. And it, like you said, even as if it's just not buying something. Just just buy that fair trade coffee. Yeah. It's uh, amazing. Today, this has just been very enlightening. And uh, how can people get in touch with you? Go through the info? They, they can go on our website and there's a contact page that will always get forwarded to me. Say, attention, Kate, I heard you. I want to I wanna talk to you more and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll reach right, right back out to you. Um, go on our Facebook page, engage on that. Uh, and just look at our website. It's, it's really got everything there. Um, so, you know, I hope it's got everything there. If it doesn't, send me an email and uh and we'll see if we can fix it we we need everybody's input it's everybody together is going to end human trafficking in new jersey well well thank you very much for today i'm crying i'm just like i you know i i i hope somebody out there listening maybe it impacts one person and and makes change for one person that would be phenomenal that would make my day yeah me too and thank you very much for today. I, I Thank you for honoring me and today. Thank you for your time, Wanda. It's been amazing getting to know you and your great team here. Thank uh, you. Wonderful people. Thank you very much. And talented, I would say as well. Yes, very much so. Both, both gentlemen today, uh, they've just really um, done some terrific work today. So thank you. So and thank you again. So in closing, uh, learn how you can manage, um, gain, I'm sorry, gain more information on how to manage your career. Take a tour of the on-demand library on 1077thebronc.com, where we have over four years worth of shows on every aspect of job transition and career management. You can listen to us anywhere as you can download the 1077, the free, the Bronx free iPhone or Android apps from the app store. You simply search WRRC1 or WRRC2, and that's Whiskey Radio Radio Charlie 1, Whiskey Radio Radio Charlie 2. Uh, we would love to hear from you during the week. You can check out and like our Facebook pages, Your Career is Calling, G45 Consulting. Also have a media page, WandaEllett.com. And you can check out my website, G45Consulting.com, where you can learn more about the Secret Mentor Society and the Secret Mentor Society Boot Camp. If you're having challenges with your job search, it's a 10-day intensive course that has proven to drive results for alumni. There are seats available for the October class. So if you'd like to join me, I really would love to have you. And you can connect to me on LinkedIn or send me an email at 
wanda at g45consulting.com. We would like to thank our producer, Ricky Marin, and also Eric Weinstein. Thank you, guys, uh, for another fantastic job. And the Bronx General Manager, John Moses. Special thanks to our underwriters, G45 Consulting, Harwell Express Press, and Ryder University's Office of Career Development for making this hour possible. We could not do this hour without your support, and we appreciate you, our listeners. We know how difficult it is to manage your career, and we really thank you for listening in. Remember, own that career of yours and keep networking alive. I'll be here next week with another fantastic guest, and I hope you have a fantastic week. When our show comes to a close, a door of opportunity opens. Thank you for listening to Your Career is Calling with Wanda Ellett of G45 Consulting on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Join Wanda and her who's who of guests and career consultants next Sunday at 8 a.m. for even more advice on controlling your career path. To check out our past episodes, go to 1077thebronc.com and Apple iTunes to download and listen to our past shows. Simply search Your Career is Calling. Your Career is Calling is underwritten by G45 Consulting. Harwell Express Press in Lawrenceville, and Career Development and Success at Rite University. We hope you answer our call next Sunday at 8 a.m. for our next edition of Your Career is Calling, only on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com.